How's it going everybody? I am Eric Lewis. This is Horse Boot Presents Hidden Gems. I am actually by myself today, but I was just going to take a little time to take you through some trivia tidbits that I got from IMDb. Of course, you can go and look yourself on IMDb if that suits you, of course, but maybe with some of these films, you didn't know that. So, just in case, I have four films that I'm going to go through. And I'm just going to read a couple trivia tidbits for you. You can find it on the trivia part of IMDb. You can go look it up yourself. That is where I got them. So you will also find them there. Alright, if you haven't went to our Instagram and liked that, then go ahead and do that. If you haven't liked our Facebook, go ahead and do that. Also message us. Say what's up. Also, if you haven't listened to our other episodes, go ahead and do that. We would really appreciate all that. And uh, honestly, after that, Let's get into this. We have four different movies that we're going to go through. We're going to go through 1975's Jaws. You've seen that movie. If you haven't, you need to. Secondly, 2012's Sinister. A lot of people don't really talk about it much, but I don't know why they don't. Third one, Dawn of the Dead. And we are talking about, uh, what is it, 1980, 1975? 1978, I'm sorry, 1978, Dawn of the Dead. If you haven't seen that movie, you really need to. If you're a zombie fan, a lot of people love just George Romero in general. If you like George Romero, other things he's done, and you haven't seen Dawn of the Dead, get with it, because it's awesome. And our fourth movie that we're going to go through is Jeepers Creepers, which is from 2001. It's uh, kind of a favorite for mine. I remember watching it whenever it was on TV. Everything like that. Um, also kind of enjoy the second one. Uh, kind of enjoy the third one, I guess. Um, excited to see if they want to do another one, because I would be very for it. So anyway, let's get into it right away with Jaws. So Jaws was made in 1975. Director Steven Spielberg. If you haven't heard about him, he has a crazy catalog of crazy movies to see. So I'll definitely tell you to go check that out. The budget for this film was $9 million. The worldwide box office, they ran away with $471 million. That's a huge jump in profit, and good for them. One little piece of trivia tidbit. The line, you're going to need a bigger boat, is actually an ad-lib made uh, by Roy Scheider. Uh, very good ad-lib. Um... One of the most, sorry about that noise, one of the most uh, prolific things that are on a script. Everyone knows that from Jaws, so it's kind of cool that it actually wasn't scripted. The shark was named Bruce after Steven Spielberg's lawyer, who I'm assuming is named Bruce. There were three mechanical machines that made up Bruce, and they all had specific movements for the film. One was open on the right side of the body, one was open on the left side of the body, and the third was actually fully skinned. And uh, 
the capabilities were made for different mechanics, mechanical sharks, I guess, for them to move and do what they wanted on the film. Makes sense to me, everybody. Spielberg said when he first read the novel, he found himself rooting for the shark more than the humans because he found the, the characters unlikable, which I find that cool. A shark named Bruce can be found in another film, is actually an animated movie, and hopefully an homage to Jaws itself. Bruce, you can find it in Finding Nemo. I actually think it probably is a little homage to Jaws, and I hope that's the case. Uh, Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts was used as Amity, Amity Island primarily because even 12 miles out to sea, the bottom would be 30 feet at the deepest. So Bruce could actually function properly in that, short, in that small of water. Residents were also paid $64 to run and scream across the beach. And I actually think that would have been really cool to be a part of. And I really like the idea of that. But those are little cool trivia tidbits. This is not going to be a long little episode. We're just going through a couple things that maybe you did know, maybe you didn't know. Sorry again for that. <laughs> for the second film, we got 2012 Sinister, which is directed by Scott Derrickson. The budget was $3 million. Worldwide box office, they ran away with $82 million. Now, with me, I really enjoyed this film. Not really too many jump scares. There's a really cool jump scare where he has a picture up to the window and it has a face in the bushes in the picture and then he puts down the picture and the face is in the bushes and uh, that is a jump scare that was also done from very far away but still very effective and that was a jump scare that I just really really enjoyed from that film I remember seeing it opening weekend uh, in Louisville Kentucky was very impressed. It's actually one of my favorite horror films, especially from 2012. Um, so if you haven't seen Sinister, it is a great movie, and I think you would enjoy it. Hopefully, anyway. The writer for Sinister, C. Robert Cargill, got the idea for the script from a nightmare he had after watching 2002's The Ring. So this came out of someone's nightmare that he used to give you a visual nightmare, pretty much. And I really like the the idea of that the family hanging in the opening scene of this movie if you haven't seen it spoiler alert there's a family hanging in the first scene and if you haven't seen it that is pretty shocking the first thing you see is that and on opening weekend watching that was just what the heck have i gotten myself into the family hanging in the opening scene were stunt people but the preparation was botched, and the actor, actors were actually choked and hanged for the first, first take of this they did survive but, that is a pretty scary idea for this film. They could have actually been killed, and that's scary. A little cool thing is there was very little blood, cussing, or sex used in this film. But, it still got an R rating based on the content alone. So, this was scary enough that it got an R rating just because it was scary. And not because it used things that would get an R rating because of adult type uh, entertainment, I guess you would call it. I don't know what you would call it. But that's pretty close. The Super 8 films that you see in the film were actually filmed, were actually shot with Super 8 cameras. So they actually used the actual cameras to get that as, as legit as possible, pretty much. And that's really neat, and I like that they actually used those cameras specifically. The demon in the movie, his name is Bagul, and that just strictly translates to Boogeyman. 
Ethan Hawke, who plays is the main character, he plays a writer in the film, and he's actually written books in real life with The Hottest State that came out in 1996 and a book called Ash Wednesday that came out in 2002. The writer, C. Robert Cargill, says main character Ellison Oswald is from author Harlan Ellison and the comedian Patton Oswald. Patton Oswald is also a huge horror movie fan. Didn't know that. Patton Oswald, if you ever hear this, I would love to interview you and just talk about horror movies because I want to hear what you got to say. I'm also a fan of you and I think you're hilarious. So there's that. But I also think that's pretty cool. I like these small little details that make you kind of understand movies better by understanding who made them and what the reason was of why it's there in that film. And that's really cool. For our third film, we're going with 1978's Dawn of the Dead, directed by George Romero, has done other things. Of course, you might have heard of Night of the Living Dead. I think that is like one of the biggest horror movies in my life, and it was so well done. And uh, Dawn of the Dead is definitely good to me. I still like the film. I just, Night of the Living Dead was where it was at for me. <laughs> but... Dawn of the Dead, the budget was $640,000. Worldwide box office, they ran away with $66 million, doing pretty good for their dang self. Tom Savini did the makeup for these zombies, and he made the zombies' faces more gray since Night of the Living Dead was in black and white. But he later regretted it because some of the zombies had a blue complexion on screen, and I hate to do it, but I need to agree with him. Do I still enjoy the movie? Sure. Do I believe that the, some of those zombies look a little blue? Yeah. Not only are they the undead, but they're kind of depressed at the same time. And that's very disheartening. Extras in the film, I'm assuming zombies, whatever it may be, uh, received payment of $1, a donut, and a Dawn of the Dead t-shirt. And I could tell you, I would be pretty dang happy with it. Especially knowing that this is being made by the dude who made Night of the Living Dead. I would be all on that. George Romero's wife's voice can be heard in the mall. You might hear a voice say, attention all shoppers. And that is actually George Romero's wife. Maybe you knew. Maybe you didn't know. I really don't care. I'm going to say it anyway. So, if you do enjoy it, let me know if you enjoy these things. Um... Monroeville Mall in Pennsylvania is where this was shot, and you can actually still go to that mall and see some things from the film, and they even have, uh, I think they have actually a head bus of George Romero there, which I actually personally really want to go see, um, but I, Monroeville Mall, go check that out, that is where Dawn of the Dead was shot, and I actually want to go there myself, maybe we'll meet each other, so that would be cool, but I did find that awesome. It took up to three hours to transform someone into a zombie, which, to me, I just feel like that's too much sitting. I am not that good at sitting still, so, yeah, I'm just that way, really. It, uh, the working title was actually Dawn of the Living Dead. Now, I want you to let me know, um, do you like that title more? Do you like Dawn of the Living Dead better? Or do you like Dawn of the Dead? What do you think it should have been? Of course, if you don't know, message me on Facebook. Message me on Instagram. Also, you can email me at horrorspoop at gmail.com. Let me know if you like Dawn of the Living Dead or if you like Dawn of the Dead.
because I kind of like Dawn of the Living Dead, um, but I kind of feel like maybe he was trying to make it similar but different, and if that's the reason, then I understand why he didn't go with that title, but I do like Dawn of the Living Dead. That's me, just personally, you know? Alright, so I'm going to do the fourth uh, film, which is Jeepers Creepers, made in 2001. But first, I'm just going to give you a small little anchor ad, and then we'll be right back. I hope you enjoyed that ad break from Anchor. I hope you uh, actually want to download Anchor and maybe get a podcast started. I would be happy to hear that. We are going to get to our last film now, which is from 2001. It was directed by Victor Salva, also written by Victor Salva as well, and that is Jeepers Creepers, the first horror film that Justin Long got into, and if you know, he does not stop there. He goes to Drag Me to Hell. He goes to Tusk. Uh, like, he actually, I'm assuming, enjoys it. Um, he's also in the second season of Shudder's Creep Show, so go check that out. Again, go check out Shudder because Shudder's got the stuff. So, the budget was $10 million for Jeepers Creepers. I know, a crazy truck, an old church, and a nice car on a highway made $10 million. It was $10 million to make that happen. But, you know, it was. <laughs> so, but the box office worldwide, they ran away with $59 million, which is definitely pretty good. The Creepers truck is owned by a private collector and was put in storage until they started filming Jeepers Creepers 3. That's right, that's the same truck. I actually didn't think so, but uh, apparently I'm wrong. Um, the script had the Creeper saying one line, and it was actually left out of the film, which is probably, to me, a good idea. I like the idea of him not speaking, um, except for, like, snarls, I guess. The original title was Here Comes the Boogeyman, which I'm incredibly happy they didn't go with. Uh, I definitely like Jeepers Creepers a lot more. Um, one funny thing that I think is hilarious is there's a part where they're peeing outside of the car, and Justin Long's peeing, and his sister's peeing, and uh, just found uh, actually found out that he was actually peeing, and that was actually him. And uh, I find that funny, just a small little thing that IMDb chose to you know, include that, I think that's hilarious, uh, but just in case you want to know that, I don't know if you did or not, but that's, it's whatever, uh, the Creeper's truck in the film is a 1941 Chevrolet Heavy Duty COE, which stands for cab over engine, it was hard to shoot at the time, um, due to iguanas that kept crossing the road when they were trying to shoot this film. What a cute thing to have annoy you. Iguanas crossing the street? That is so awesome. But anyway, that's about all I have for four films and a little bit of trivia tidbit for you to listen to. Now, if you enjoyed this, let me know. I would, be, I would love to do this more. Maybe films that you would like to know a little trivia from. We can also go a little longer with it and actually have more information. Uh, it really depends on where your where your uh, attention level is when it comes to this kind of thing. I can go longer and I can give you more details about movies that you enjoy. Uh, I also have this weird thing that I don't know what movies you enjoy. So let me know what you want to hear 
And we, as the horse poop dudes, will try to help that out. Uh, so, we have stickers uh, that we want to give away to you. So let me know. Message on Facebook or Instagram. Or email me at horsepoop at gmail.com saying you want yourself a sticker and we will get a sticker to you. Uh, get Shutter. There's some cool stuff to watch on Shutter. A lot of our podcast episodes come from Shutter. Um, a lot of our audio commentaries come from Shutter. So if you don't have Shutter, check it out. See what movies are on there. You'd be surprised at the movies you would enjoy. Um, and Shutter's pretty good at actually making horror movies as well. So go check it out. Also, at Horsepoop on Facebook and on Instagram. Go check it out and like our page. Also, go ahead and uh, leave us leave us a little bit of what you think on Google Podcasts or whatever it may be. Let us know. That helps us get seen by more people. And uh, we do really appreciate you. I am Eric. This is Horse Boot Presents Hidden Gems. We'll come and scare you later. See ya.